0: This is C.L. Brown with the News and Observer, and welcome to the ACC Now podcast. We have a special guest with us this week, North Carolina guard Deja Kelly, who is basically killing it right now in the NIL game to go along with obtaining all ACC first team honors last season. And she will be the leader of a team that returns four starters next year, coming off a Sweet 16 appearance in the ncaa tournament so welcome to the podcast deja how are you today
1: hi i am good i am good thank you for having me
0: a pleasure the pleasure is ours we usually um we don't have guests as good as you most of the time (laughs) (laughs) so uh we'll jump right into the basketball part of this first off i mean how how excited are you guys to to have so much experience coming back off of that team that that reached the Sweet 16 and really you guys gave South Carolina the eventual national champions you gave them the toughest game uh that they had you know in their run to the title in the NCAA tournament so how 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 much excitement is building for
1: next season so there's a lot of excitement going um looking forward to next season due to the Mainly the fact that we're returning um, a lot of our, our pieces, we're returning four starters, which I think is um, super exciting because, you know, come next season, we'll, we'll, we'll have been there before, um, you know, be, playing against South Carolina in the tournament, giving them, giving them their best game. I think that says a lot about our team. And, um, you know, we were young at the time, but I think now that gives us a lot of momentum. And definitely a lot of excitement um, around our team, for our fans, for everyone watching, supporting us, and just for us personally, um, to to kind of you know foresee our our, our how our season's going to go, and you know we're working we've been working really hard this summer um, to uh, you know be a be a top ten and eventual eventual uh, top four team um, next year. So I think that there's a lot of um, excitement going into next season.
0: Yeah, what areas uh, of your game individually do you want to kind of expand on? I mean, last year you, you went from uh, shooting 30% from three as a freshman to 36%. Um, your steals also went up. Uh, that assisted turnover ratio took a, took a different turn, though. But <laughs> how, how do you see, you know, what, what areas do you really want to take the next step in for your game?
1: Yeah, I think my assist turnover ratio is definitely one thing that I'm really focusing on. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. So I think just me, kind of kind of shifting in that in that area. Um, you know, I'll have the ball. Well, I have the ball in my hands a lot, but I'm really focusing on on that side of it. And then I would say just keep improving my 3 um keep improving my range um, because that'll just make me harder to guard. You know, I can score at all three levels, but I think once I can consistently knock the three down, um, you know, off the catch and off the dribble specifically. um, I think that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to working on. And then just, you know, creating space. Um, I know that people are probably going to guard me a little differently this next year based off how I played this past year. Um, You know, they might put bigger defenders on me, longer defenders. Um, So just working on creating space, attacking hips, getting into their body. Um, and I think the main thing overall that I'm working on is is off the court um, with my strength. I think my strength is a big um, part of my my next growth step, and um, I'm really locking in and diving diving into the weight room. Um, and it's it's showed great results so far. So I think by the end of the summer, um, that'll that'll take my game to the next level. Yeah.
0: So probably the only area of of bad news that you guys received in the off season was that the NCAA did not approve an extra year for Ivy League transfers so Carly Littlefield will not be able to uh to play another year um and she was that fifth starter that you guys could have possibly had returning but um do you see your do you see yourself being more of that combo guard you know uh having to take more ball handling responsibilities next season or do do you feel like someone like the freshman incoming freshman Paulina Paris Uh, could help you guys out a lot in that regard.
1: Um, Yeah, so I I do see myself as a combo guard, but at the same time, I know at the next level um, in the pros, due to my size, I'm going to have to play more of the one um, because, you know, two's wings are are way bigger than I am in the league. So it's a Mm -hmm. lot different. Um, So I think I will have the ball in my hands a lot more. Um I I will still play on and off the ball. Um some just like I did this past season. But I think that, you know, we have Kayla McPherson um who's who's returning from an injury this year, and I think that she'll make a huge impact at both the one and two spot. Um so we can kind of play off of each other in that aspect and um just kind of go from there and, and see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. So um you guys uh obviously went out to Arizona, came away with that big road win in the NCAA tournament, probably your biggest regular season win was was uh, beating Louisville when they were ranked number three at the time. Um, But I kind of feel like y'all were on the radar, but you were kind of like underdogs in those situations. You know what I mean? But coming in the next season. Yeah, you guys are probably going to be preseason top ten uh top 15 at the worst and there'll be a lot more expectations and then you guys will have that proverbial target on your back how do you feel like you guys will handle you know handle those expectations and and being um the team that that people get up to play as opposed to you know being able to quote unquote sneak up on anybody
1: right I think we're really excited to take on that role. It's something that we've been waiting on for a while, actually. Um, and it's the time has finally come, you know, where people are seeing us as they're projecting us to be a top 10 team um, this upcoming season. So I think that's, that's an exciting role that we're um, willing to, to take on. And just seeing, um, you know, knowing that we've been looked at as kind of the underdogs or we've kind of felt like that, um, especially this past season, I think that kind of... kept our head down and kept pushing and um kept competing and it all played out uh, I think the way that we wanted to you know we we, uh proved ourselves on on a national stage and I think that that definitely gives us some momentum um into going into next season and I think that is exactly why we are projected to be a top 10 top 10 team um so I think that we are you know just because but at the same time I don't I don't think the the rankings really matter for us because we're going to keep working we're going to keep you know, we're going to want to play whoever we have to play and, and want to beat whoever we have to beat um, to continue to keep rising to the top. So we are not afraid of that challenge.
0: Yeah. Now, you mentioned the league and, and you know, what you would have to do um, or, or where you would have to play when you make it there. Um, how, how difficult is it, though, to kind of balance between what your team in college might need for you. You know what I mean? And, and where you will be best suited when you continue your career elsewhere. You know, I, I feel like I I ask that question a lot um, of, of potential professional players, because I, I I feel like you could get caught up, you know what I mean? in doing what the pros want to see. And that necessarily isn't, doesn't always mesh with what your team needs at the time. So how do you kind of approach that balance?
1: Um, I think really me just kind of just, you know, playing my game, um, doing what I do best. Um, And I know eventually that a, you know, in hopes, obviously, when when that time comes to play professionally, um, they see what I can do and they're really confident in in what I can do on the court. Um, And to where, you know, that that doesn't really have to to change. I think a great example of that is, is Ryan Howard. Um, who is killing it in the league right now as a rookie and, and you don't see much change in her game. Um, she went to the Atlanta dream who saw she was a star at Kentucky and is also letting her be a star for, for their team as well. Um, and then it's working out pretty, pretty well for them. <laughs> and so I think they made the right decision in, in just letting her be her. Um, but obviously, you know, sometimes it, there has to be a shift in, in, in how you play and it depends on the coaches. It depends on, you know the who your teammates. It just depends on a lot, um, obviously. But I think for me, just really focusing on, you know, I'm focusing on the now and just focusing on playing my game, bettering my game, um, getting stronger, getting better each year, every day, um, each summer. I think that that's just something I'm really focusing on, and the rest will will fall into place.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a detour here with this question, because I just out of curiosity, I was wondering if you got a chance to look at the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 that they did on the 96 women's Olympic team, well, national team Olympic team. Have you got a chance to peep that? Uh,
1: I have not. And I'm so mad at myself for it. I, I keep seeing everything on Twitter talking about it, and I'm trying not to look because I don't want them to spoil it. But I have not seen <laughs> it and I've heard it so good. So I can't wait yeah. to watch it.
0: It definitely is worth viewing three parts. They probably could have done more uh, if they really wanted to and and still um, still turned out well. And I kind of feel like to paraphrase, you know, the T-shirts, forgive me for this, but, (laughs) you know, you've seen I am my ancestors wildest dreams. I kind of feel like your career right now is embodying that in terms of Title Nine, like back when it started. In terms of giving women the opportunities, the equal opportunities to play and compete, uh, just like the boys do. Um, I feel like you're blowing it out of the park right now. And part of that has to do with the NIL opportunities that, that have now come forward. So I wanted to ask you, you know, when 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 you first heard that NIL was going to be improved, and NIL is name, image, and likeness for those listeners who, who don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um when it was approved, what was your plan? How did you plan on attacking it? Like you know, did did you have a big vision at first when, when you knew that you you would be able to make some money off of uh, you know, just off of being you?
1: I think that I've kind of had a plan for a while. Um, you know, kind of ever since I was in high school really, because I, I we heard the talk about it possibly coming into play, but I never knew that it would happen during um, while I was in college, which is which was a big shocker, I think, to myself and, and a lot of others. But um, I think just me kind of always knowing that, you know, if this if this nil thing came into play, just me kind of figuring out how exactly I wanted to to brand myself, what audience I wanted to reach, what values I wanted to showcase to the public. I think that the um, the whole process of nil allows me and, and other athletes to do so in a way and I think that it's it's really it's a really exciting opportunity because we get to showcase so much that you know no one knows about us everyone just sees the basketball player everyone just sees the jerseys the sweatpants the hoodies and, and no one really sees us as people um so I think the NIL really allows us to show be a little more vulnerable and show that side of us and, and show you know what we believe in what we stand for um and I think that that is, is, a big deal, and that's a big reason why I am really enjoying NIL, and and um, you know, and why I've been so blessed and given great opportunities to you know partner with with these great brands that I'm partnering with. I think that that is really exciting. Um, so NIL has just been a great opportunity for me, and, and for everyone else who's taken full advantage. Um, and I'm really happy that we we finally got the opportunity, let alone while still being in college. I think that's that's a great opportunity for all collegiate athletes. What what do you feel like has
0: been most instrumental for you in being able to secure some of these partnerships and deals?
1: Um, honestly, I think, you know, my, how I handle my business on the court. That obviously plays a big part into um, a lot of the deals that I, that I have gotten and that I will be getting. Um, you know, basketball is, is what has gotten me a lot of these opportunities. Um, and to meet the people that I, I've met and create the relationships that I've made. Um, so I think obviously basketball is, is the you know the the root the root of it all, um, and just me you know being me. I think me obviously carrying myself as a brand, um, and I've done that for some years now. I think people see that side obviously, um, and I think that that has definitely played out well for me because you know I've always I've always carried myself as a brand. I've always made sure that Deja Kelly was seen as a brand um, on and off the court. So I think that that has allowed um a lot of these nil deals to to come into play for me
0: i think that's probably the biggest difference with your generation and probably you know uh kids that played in the 90s that what you just said in terms of a brand i i don't think i don't know at what point it started but I feel like you you all think of branding a lot more than, you know, previous generations of players did. And I don't know if that's because of social media or what, <laughs> but um, you guys definitely do a great job of that. So I, I'm going to put you on the spot with this question. Do you feel like NIL is enough? Do you feel like college athletes, based on, you know, the big pie out here in terms of television money you know, the billions that, that they pay for the tournament to be broadcast. Um, should the schools pay athletes in college?
1: Um, you know, it gets a little tricky when it comes to that. Obviously it's the first year of NIL. So there's, um, a lot of things are just, you know, testing the waters, I think. And I think a lot of people are learning as we go. Um, especially me personally, like I've never done this before, so I'm, I'm learning as, as I go and, um, it's still turning out pretty well for me, but I think once, you know, I think once NIL is around for a little bit longer, there'll definitely be, um, some bigger changes. I I think, especially for female athletes, you know, I seeing that, seeing the numbers, um, of the athletes and in, in, that were just in the, in March Madness and how much, you know, the difference between. Um, the men and the women, and how, you know, much more advanced the women were as far as NIL, um, I think is really exciting and really encouraging because that could also mean in the future, you know, now it's more media coverage. Now it's more fan base. I think, like, a bigger fan base. I think that that um, will definitely play a part into things like that, and it's exciting to see um, the next steps that NIL will help collegiate athletes with. And as far as, you know, the school saying the athletes, Um, I think that's something that, that could happen later down the road as of right now. Um, I'm not fully sure, obviously, but you know, hopefully that, that could turn into something, but you know, you you never know. And we're just kind of, um, taking it day by day. Yeah. How many different deals or
0: partnerships do you have right now?
1: Oh man, I have several. (laughs) Um, I have several, I have obviously, so I have some in the works that are coming out soon. Um, some of the main ones I have, or, or that I'm partnered with is, you know, Beats by Dre, um, Drink Barcode. I have Equity in, in that brand, which is really exciting. I'm one of the, I'm be, actually the first female NIO I- I- athlete, um, to have Equity in a company or in a brand, um, Dunkin' Donuts. That is a big, that was a big one for me. The Forever 21 by Sports Illustrated. Um, that was the big one. I had my swimsuit line with them um so those are just a few and obviously there's several more but um those those are a few that i have uh that have really blown up um and really have have helped me um you know financially obviously but just to to help grow myself as a person and as a brand um i think that those a few of those deals and obviously more to come um have have really um given me a lot of opportunities so I've enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how
0: do you juggle this, though? So now you have you, you got demands for basketball, obviously, practicing, lifting weights, everything like that, watching film. You got the demands of your schoolwork, you know, <laughs> getting in the library yeah. for research, doing all that stuff. You have a social life that I'm sure you want to enjoy your own just downtime and doing whatever right. you want to do. And then you have this. Adding on to it, so how do you how do you kind of uh, juggle all of those? Th- this folding into the other demands you have on your time.
1: Um, yeah, I think that I have done a pretty good job this past year. Once NILs, um came along, by um, kind of keeping them all separate and kind of you know being obviously doing a really good job of of managing them, but also knowing at the end of the day, a lot of these opportunities come from my performance on the court. Um, and in the classroom. So I think that me just knowing that and really um, locking into that part of it and knowing that everything else will come, um, I think that that was my biggest focus. And obviously, my supporting cast, um, my team around me has, has done a really good job of helping me manage it as well. Um, they don't, you know, especially during season, they don't really, you know, bother me with much. It's, it's very minimal. Um, and I still manage to get a lot done as far as the business side, but um, they, they also know um, the difference and, and how to keep them separate and how to uh, help me manage, manage all of those, all, all of those things at once. So I think that I've done a pretty good job. Um, so I'd definitely give myself a pat on the back for, for that. So.
0: Well, uh, and you mentioned the, the Beats by Dre, um, uh, partnership you have. So was that your first one or at least first major one?
1: Um, it was not. So my first major one, I would say, was Duncan. Um, that okay. was my biggest kind of national um, deal, I think. Yeah. So, And then Beats came, came around like a little right before March Madness.
0: Okay. And, and I understand that you gifted a pair of Beats to the entire team. Is that correct? Did I hear that right?
1: I did to the entire team and the coaching staff. Um, I gave that to them right before uh, the tournament as well.
0: Were they were they Carolina blue or anything special like that?
1: They were they were Carolina blue. Um, uh, they were Carolina blue, really pretty, blue and white. Um, and then I just wrote a little message, um, on there for them, and they all had their uh, personalized numbers on their boxes. Um, oh, so it was wow. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah so what it was a what, cool what
0: made you do that?
1: I think just me kind of just wanting to, you know try to involve them as much as I can with, with um, the, all the NIL stuff. You know, I think me definitely being mindful of, of me just wanting to share, you know, share, share this success with them. Um, because obviously, like I said, the basketball part of it creates a lot of these opportunities and and those are my teammates. I'm, I'm hooping with them every single day. So I, I in my head, they have a big part um, in, in my success and I really couldn't, do any of it without them so i just thought that they deserved a little something for me i just wanted to show my gratitude to them um and just kind of let them know that you know they're my sisters um and and that i was excited uh to just you know kind of go to war with them in in the tournament and that was just a little small thank you from me to them
0: yeah well the one i wanted to get to as well was the the sports illustrated forever 21 um swimsuits partnership so because uh, I felt like that one was kind of the one that puts you over the top, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did that come about? Can you take me through? Just you know, when when do you, do you have an agent helping you do these deals, or did do do you handle it yourself?
1: So I have an agent. Um, I'm signed with the WME agency, um, sports agency, and. Um, so I have a I have my own personal agent and a team around, a great team around me. Um, so really, all the deals go through him, and then he brings them to me. So um, one day, he he just called me and was like, "DK, I have a great deal for you. You will not believe what it is." And I'm like, "What? What? What? And I'm, I had no clue. Like I'm like, "What?" I and mean, when he told me, I literally like screamed. I was like Forever Twenty One <laughs> and Switch Illustrated. Are you kidding me? Like those are like two of the top things especially for illustrated that's like the top of the top (laughs) um and then just knowing that you know my face is going to be in forever 21 stores all across the country like that was a big deal to me because i shopped at forever 21 all the time so to be able to like see my face in there was crazy but i definitely think and this is kind of also like my first modeling kind of gig um i would say so i think that that was something i was really excited about um just the whole the whole uh, process of it, I think was really exciting. And it turned out to be a really great, um, partnership. And, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really blessed to have had that opportunity with Forever 21 and Illustrated.
0: Have you had friends or, or family, um, back in Texas, like, like take a picture in the store <laughs> and send it to you or something oh, yeah. like
1: that? <laughs> all, all the time, all the time. I always get texts from friends, family, actually one of my teammates, she's doing an internship in Atlanta and she just sent me a picture right now of <laughs> of me in the <laughs> 21 store at the mall. So I get, I get those all the time, but it's just really exciting. And it's, 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 it just makes me really happy and, and kind of proud of myself. And I'm like, wow, like I am in a store. Like, I, I can't yeah. believe it. I think that that's super cool. That's kind of like my little bragging moment, <laughs> but, um, crazy. but yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's really cool.
0: So, so what about when you personally have been in a store since then and, and seen your face, like what, what was that moment like the first time you went to a, to a store after they, uh, after the product was in store?
1: The first time I went, I was with my mom. Um, and I actually went the day that the press release, um, released the the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were in, Massachusetts, massachusetts for the uh, usa 3v3 yes. um tournament and in between games me and my mom were like you know let's go see if it's in the store like not knowing and we're like we're in massachusetts like it might not be here we don't know and <laughs> we went and our faces there and i'm we're like freaking out i'm like oh my gosh this is actually crazy And of course, my mom is extra and she's like, guys, this is my daughter. And (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, that was her bragging moment, too. But um, but yeah, that first time that I saw I saw myself in in the stores was really exciting. Um, And just I truly just felt blessed, honestly, in that moment. I I was at a loss for words.
0: (laughs) That that is awesome.
1: Um, So has there been any,
0: any downside to, to added attention like that? Like, you know, uh, social media wise or whatever, do you, do you, is there some unwanted attention that comes to?
1: Um, there always, I think there always is, you know, with, that comes with the social media, social media can be brutal. <laughs> it could get crazy at times. Um, so I think it's always good to like, you know, give yourself a break, but um, I've kind of, have been um involved with social media since I was pretty much in middle school um so it, it has never really gotten to be too much um and if it has I kind of just you know I really just block whoever is, <laughs> is making it a problem or anything like that I just don't pay attention um but other than that I kinda I think I've done a good job of kind of just you know doing my best to attract the right audience and um there will always be you know, a few robots, I like to call them (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll, that'll try to, you know, spam you and things like that, but it's never really been a huge problem for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, so let's, we're going to wrap this up with kind of getting back to my, my original premise that you could be one of the faces of women's basketball next year. Um, what, what do you think about when it for for that statement to be made? How, how, what do you think about that? Do you think about, well, yeah, I should be, you know, just giving your own vision of how your career, you want your career to go? Are you like, really? <laughs> you know, are you, are you surprised or excited about it? Or, you know, how, how do you feel for, for me to make that statement?
1: I think it's kind of all of those feelings mixed into one, honestly. Um, I think, that i have um you know and i say this in the humblest way possible but i I know that i've worked my butt off um to get to where i am um right now and um i think that'll just be you know all my hard work paying off and again i'm I'm not done i'm not content but i think that that will you know really really set it off and really just to showcase um, that all the hard the hard work that i put in especially this past season um, I think that I have really driven myself to the top and obviously my team, um, and we've all done it and obviously my teammates have helped me do so, but, um, you know, it's, it's a feeling of all of it of like, you know, as I should, OMG, that's crazy. Like these, all those type of feelings I think is, is all into one and it's really exciting. Um, but it, it's also, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge because, you know, now you're. You have all eyes on you. Um, and I think that that's something that I'm looking forward to at the same time, um, because I, I want to be that face um, for the younger generation. I wanna be one of those top faces that they see when they watch college basketball. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to take take that on and I'm really excited to be in, in the position I am. And, you know, we just gotta keep winning, winning some games and um, we will stay on top. So I'm excited.
0: No doubt, well said. Well, we thank you for joining us on the ACC Now podcast. Check out Deja Kelly. I mean, it's going to be a while for the season starts, but <laughs> North Carolina Tar Heels and Deja Kelly, I think are going to have something to say this year in women's college basketball. Thank you for joining us and come back again next week for another exciting edition of the ACC Now podcast. And please click on that subscribe button on wherever you get your podcast so that uh, you can always get our updates.